Hey guys, it's Kiki. Today in my solo session, I'm going to be talking about my love for soap operas. Yes, I'm an old bitch. I watch soap operas. I can't help it, y'all. I was born and raised on soap operas. And one in particular that is called The Young and the Restless, okay? Before y'all start judging me or before y'all start clicking next, just hear me out as I talk about my love for Victor Newman, Nikki Newman, Catherine Chancellor, Jack Abbott. If you if these names sound familiar, that means just like me, you were born and raised on the CBS soap opera, The Young and the Restless, okay? When 12.30 came around after the Price is Right went off and you know you had to wait 30 minutes after the local news, you knew what time it was. If you were staying home from school sick or pretending to be sick or I don't know what the fuck y'all were doing in high school, it ain't really none of my business. Y'all know what time it is. If you're at your grandma's house during the summertime because your parents don't have childcare to watch your badasses, y'all are watching The Young and the Restless. Or maybe y'all were watching One Life to Live that was on ABC or General Hospital or Guiding Light or Days of Our Lives or one of my personal favorites from back in the day, Passions. Did anybody watch Passions? Passions was on NBC and it was crazy as fuck. They had like witches and warlocks and a little puppet that came to life. His name was Timmy. Y'all must know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so I'm gonna talk about my love for the young and the restless in a few short minutes, okay? So stick with me. So how did I start watching soaps? Um, For as young as I was, probably less than a year old, I already knew when I heard that Young and Restless theme song, I knew what was up. I knew what time it was. Um, When I was less than a year old, my dad worked night shift while my mom was at work. She was a uh, social worker for 30 plus years. My older brother would be at school. So it was me and daddy time throughout the day. Like that was my homie. That was my snack accomplice. He used to give me snacks, feed me, clothe me, bathe me. You know, all the shit you niggas do now that you think you should get praise for. Those are the things that dads actually do. Um, any, y'all know I had to throw some shade in there. So anyway, my dad would watch me during the daytime and we, you know, watch TV and, you know, chill at home together. And I just distinctly remember my dad watching soap operas. I may be putting his business out here because he may try to deny it. But yes, my daddy used to watch soap operas. That's how I got hooked. I didn't even know how to speak or walk, but I knew when I heard that Young and Restless theme song, I knew what was up. So from then on, nonstop, I'm 30 now, so I've probably been watching soap operas for 30 years now. Um, I've been hooked. I've been hooked on the fact that you can watch a soap opera one random day and it'll probably be five months to a year later and they're still on the same storyline. You can just watch for one minute and you've already picked up like, oh, okay, so he's with her now or she's married now or, you know, she's dead, but she got a twin sister that looked like her, which is a common trait in soap operas. I'm gonna touch on that later. But uh, yeah, that is how I started watching soap operas, just from being a kid and staying home. Like, my TV as a kid was probably on CBS and Nick Jr. Like, maybe we should do a Nick Jr. episode on lit Nick Jr. shows. Like, Muppet Babies was, it was lit, y'all. Y'all know nothing about Muppet Babies. But anyway, back to soap operas. Um, Young and the Restless was my favorite one to watch because it was the first one to come on. Like I said, where I live in Charleston, it always comes on, still to this day, for the past 50 plus years, I believe, at 12.30 p.m., right after the local news. 
um, Bold and the Beautiful used to come on right after it, which those two shows exist in the same universe because characters go back and forth from the two shows and it was written by the same um, family and they own the rights to both of those shows. Um, I believe back in my day, As the World Turns used to come on after that. I didn't like that soap opera because it was just about people I feel who lived on a farm and I was like I don't want to watch this basic shit like I want to see rich glamorous people you know with their mansions you know with their fur coats on just living life drinking champagne bitch slapping each other because I didn't really have white people in my life who were glamorous like that like we had that one white family across the street that was a little white trash but you know they weren't driving around in Rolls Royces, you know, and living the lavish life. So Young and the Restless is how I kind of got to see that. And to this day, I, I feel like it formulated my opinion on rich white people, which is actually very accurate. Catch that shade. Um, and after As the World Turns, Guiding Light used to come on. That would be the last soap opera. Guiding Light was low-key my jam just because it was more about people sleeping with each other. <laughs> Y'all could tell I was trying to be a little fast back then, huh? People just leaving with each other and fighting each other like damn near all the time. Side note, if you know who Roger Thorpe is, you are my soulmate. Text me, Instagram me, we can be best friends. But out of all of the four on CBS, The Young and the Restless was always my favorite. Um didn't know Victor Newman's name, but when I just saw the nigga with the mustache, I was like, oh, okay, that's Victor. When I saw the blonde pretty lady, I'm like, oh, that's Nikki. When I saw the old, no shade, wrinkled white lady, Catherine Chancellor. And what's funny is how as black people, we didn't have really a strong representation of us in soap operas, but I feel like a lot of us, or a lot of your grandparents or your aunties or uncles watch The Young and the Restless. Like you could go in the hair salon today Nine times out of ten, they will have, if you go on a weekday, if you if you got it like that, they'll have Young and the Restless on. Like, I don't think they would have, like, an NBC or an ABC soap opera on. No, they're going to have Young and the Restless on. And um, they'll be talking shit about Nikki and Victor and who's sleeping with who. And even to this day, that still happens. I went to my weave lady a couple months ago, and she was watching General Hospital. I'm like, girl, you watch this show? And she's like, yeah, girl, I've been a fan for years. So I really do believe that viewership-wise, Black people, we make up, I would say about half, I won't say the majority, of the viewers of soap operas. So yeah, that's how I started watching soap operas. Thanks, Daddy. So I'm going to talk about stuff that only happens in a soap opera. Just weird shit that you can only get away with doing on a soap opera. Number one is Return from the Dead. Characters never die on soap operas. They are always presumed dead. Give them like three to four months and then they pop up. Like, I just don't understand. Like, this is why soap operas need more black people. Because you know black people are like, no, we need to see a body. Like, let's say if Victor Newman, who has come back from the dead, probably at least nine times in my lifetime let's say he gets into a car crash um into an ocean let's say that happened they don't find his body but they find the car they're gonna assume that victor is dead and they're going to have a whole ass funeral with an empty casket they do this on soap operas y'all 
and they're gonna be like oh victor's dead and then victor more than likely will show up at his own funeral like characters just never die and soap operas have been doing that for years it they would do it rarely back in the day but from 2000 going on forward every character on every soap opera has been at least presumed dead once and has come back from the dead or if they really are dead on the show they mysteriously will have a doppelganger which is someone that looks exactly like them or an unknown twin yes okay like i said soap operas you have to suspend your disbelief see they don't really do this shit on primetime shows because it would be just way too obvious and i feel like with social media people would just instantly complain Another thing they do on soap operas is recast. Recasting is very popular. It is when an actor um, decides to leave the show or either they get fired for reasons. And directors and showrunners just decide, you know what, we just going to put another person in that place and call them by the same name. So basically, if Victor Newman in real life was like, you know what, I'm done with this show, I'm gone, they would recast him if they didn't want to kill the character off with... A new person now the new person could be blonde and tall with no mustache and they'd be like okay it works back in the day they would try to make people change their appearance to um fit into a recast role they don't really do that so much anymore it's kind of like the equivalent let's switch to primetime tv let's take power for example if um the guy who plays ghost i forget his name right now if he decides to leave the show and they don't want to kill the character of ghost off If they decided someone like Idris Elba could take his place, y'all would throw a motherfucking riot. Like, the one difference between (laughs) Idris Elba and the other guy is that Idris is more (laughs) chocolatier. He's more chocolatey. He has an accent. Maybe he turned on an American accent. That would be a recast. They would just recast him. Um, Now, that they don't really do that in primetime because, like I said, that shit would cause an outrage. But I feel like we we wouldn't mind. I mean, Idris is just as fine. You know, we we can make it work. We can make it work with Idris. Another thing they do in soap operas is sorassing. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's not what you think it means. Sorassing, it's an acronym. I don't know the whole acronym, but it stands for sporadic aging. This is so famous on The Young and the Restless. So let's say um, a character has a baby. All right, they have a baby. Now, usually on soap operas, if you pay attention, that baby comes out like a full-grown toddler. Like, it's not even a newborn for a second. So the baby comes out. Two months later, the baby is talking and walking. Now, y'all know that really does not happen in real life. Three months later, the baby is aged to, like, two years old. Okay, that is sorassing. That is sporadic aging. Let's say the baby is five years old, and they're like, oh... We're going to send the baby off to boarding school. Two months later, that baby will come back as a full-ass grown adult. <laughs> it's so silly when they do that in soap operas. They do that a million times. Like, they could send a character son off to boarding school, and he'll be, like, 12 years old. This nigga will come back with a mustache, like, four kids, a wife, an arrest record. They do it so that they can move the story along and so that they can tell more storylines for that particular character and so that they can create you know a longer lasting like family so the character that comes back from boarding school may have gotten somebody pregnant and that baby 
will then be born and then go off and the cycle just continues and continues they do this with so um they do this with primetime shows as well if you watch the fresh prince of bel-air they did that with nikki and they would make little jokes like oh nikki you've gotten so big like i think it was like one season nikki uh vivian had nikki and he was a baby and then maybe two seasons nikki was like instantly five years old like did that shit make time in real did that shit make sense in real time no but they did it and it happened another thing they did on fresh prince of bel-air now that i think about it is recast they recast the original aunt viv with what we as black twitter call light skin aunt viv which i feel bad because she gets a bad rep but i mean she wasn't my favorite and she definitely had less character after they recast her but yeah they do that all the time in prime time as well um they did it with family matters if y'all were watching the last two seasons of family matters harriet the original harriet left and they replaced her with another light skin actress um they do that with black actors on soap operas as well they will recast someone who is really chocolatey with a light-skinned girl and you just be like "Mm." you low-key be like okay whatever that was cute for you but again suspend your disbelief So who are my favorite characters on The Young and the Restless? Y'all already know one of them. I've been talking about him nonstop. The first character I actually grew to know and love was Victor Newman. Victor is a rich um, CEO of a beauty company and he is a complete asshole. (laughs) Victor Newman has been 80 80 years old for my entire life. Even if you don't watch The Young and the Restless, you see a picture of Eric Braden, who is the actor who portrays him. You know, oh, that's that nigga Victor. That's Victor. You know, the infamous mustache. Victor is, he's just an evil asshole and he just does not give a fuck. Like, he never really apologizes for who he is and what he is. He treats his family like shit. And I just love how fucking evil Victor is. Like, Victor has done some low-down, dirty shit. He done cheated on his wife. He done had a couple side bitches. He done had some illegitimate kids. And he treats them like shit. He done cut his own kids off from their own wealth. Um, But I think the one reason I really grew to love Victor is that um, Victor was an orphan. He grew up, I think his name was Christian originally. And his... Um, His mother died and his dad left him and his family to struggle and survive. And he grew up in an orphanage. So um, the backstory on Victor is that he always wanted to be rich and powerful. And that once he was old enough, I believe he came to America and renamed himself Victor, which the name Victor means the winner, you know, to the Victor goes all the spoils. So Victor Newman he changed his last name so he was a new man so he named himself Victor Newman so if that ain't a glow up I don't know what the fuck is a glow up like like I said Victor didn't come from money but he came to become one of the wealthiest people in Genoa City which is where the young and the restless takes place my second favorite character is his wife Nikki this is why I love Nikki because Nikki is a hoe (laughs) Nikki Newman is a hoe from the old school she met Victor on the pole okay Nikki was, you know, back in the day stripping, shaking that thing for a little, you know, stripping that thing for some change, you know, making it pop. And Victor was at the strip club one day and he was like, oh, 
I want her. I'm gonna have her. So he went and bossed up with her. I mean, he changed her, bought her a fur coat. The infamous story on Young and the Restless is how he gave her like her first fur coat ever when they got married. And to this day, you will see Nikki Newman rocking her fur coat and her diamonds, honey. And that's plays into the reason why I love soap operas because it's about being extravagant and rich and you don't really see broke niggas on soap <laughs> if you see broke niggas on soap operas that means they fucking somebody rich and they about to come up but um yeah Nikki she you know and they always try to throw it in her face that you know Victor found her on the pole Nikki be like so what all right I I, I got the ring didn't I another thing about Nikki is that she is a good old sloppy drunk Okay, she's an alcoholic. She used to pop pills back in the day. See, doesn't all this shit sound so entertaining? She, um, yeah, she used to twirl around that pole. She used to drink a little, you know, pop pills and raise her babies. So I love Nikki. Victor and Nikki are goals, even though they have done horrendous shit to one another. Those are my imaginary grandparents in my head. Another favorite character that I love um, is Catherine Chancellor. She used to be on the show. The actress passed away, like I want to say, almost a decade ago. Um, She was just another old white rich lady who married well. She married this man named, um, what was his first name? His name was Mr. Chancellor, Philip Chancellor. And he cheated on her and wanted to leave her for his side bitch. So y'all know what Catherine Chancellor did? She got his ass in a car. She got drunk and she drove the damn car off a cliff. Somehow she survived (laughs) and she killed his ass and she inherited all of his money, his company and his billions. And yes, she also was a drunk. So her and Nikki were besties. If you think about it, Ashley and I are kind of like Nikki and Mrs. Chancellor. But since I'm older, I'll, I'll be the Mrs. Chancellor and Ashley can be Nikki. All right. But anyway, they were friends and, um, she was another one just stayed home all day mrs chancellor used to be in the house with her maid just wearing diamonds and shit just drinking tea i want that lifestyle okay i'm claiming it right now 20 years from now i'll probably be what 50 i'm gonna be in my house fully dressed in diamonds drinking spilling and throwing the tea that's what i want in my life and what is so funny about the character of um mrs chancellor is that is who tyler perry uh inspired to be like he always said that when he became very very rich that he wanted to buy his mom a house like mrs chancellor on the young and the restless and if you guys watch some of tyler perry's shows they are low-key soap operas like greenleaf in the have and the have nots which is unbearable and i can't watch it he has a couple soap opera themes in there So it just goes to show, you know, like I said in the beginning, black people, we be watching these shows and the writers, it inspires them. So yeah, look up any Tyler Perry interview. He will always say like, yeah, I I used to watch Young and the Restless, you know, when he was homeless or whatever he was doing back in the day. And he was inspired by those storylines. So um, I don't think it was Medea because Medea is based off of a Greek play. But um, some of those Medea stage play stage plays are pretty much soap operas so there you go it trickles down it makes a little bit of sense okay lastly 
why do I watch soap operas? Um, like I said, it comes naturally to me, and this may sound a little corny, but it's like it's like having family members. You know, you have those ratchet family members that you aren't really in contact with. You know, you get to watch them do all their dirty shit on this little TV show for an hour, and it's all dramatic and glamorized. So it, it is like checking in on family, especially if you watch on and off like I used to. Another thing is that it is kind of like, therapeutic and a form of a de-stressor you know last year I went through a breakup couldn't really get out of bed and the only thing I really had to look forward to were my soap operas and actually if you walk if you ask people who have been watching soap operas basically all their lives they they watch it to escape and to get away or to probably deal with something that they have going on in their real life um like character deaths, um, or if a character suffers a miscarriage, somebody who's watching it can relate to that, or losing a loved one or losing a parent, you know, storylines like that always happen, and, you know, people tune in to watch it and to get their own form of therapy from it. Maybe they don't want to talk to their friends or family about, you know, their miscarriage that they suffered, but this character on this soap opera went through a miscarriage, so they know what it's like like all the storylines on soap operas aren't always silly um sometimes they have very serious topics like i know on general hospital their most infamous storyline was when a character um contracted aids and he died and he gave it to he didn't give it to her but his partner at the time contracted hiv and she's been like one of the longest running cast members on that soap opera so you know stuff like that like it's not all silly some people use it to relate to them um so yeah therapy (laughs) is definitely a huge huge reason why i watch soap operas and like i said to escape maybe i don't want to think about the bills i gotta pay so let me watch these rich white people argue about money for an hour out of my day or maybe school is stressful for someone who's in college and they want to watch soap operas to you know get away and you know have quiet time to do their homework maybe you are really going through an abuseful situation situation and you see that being played out in a soap opera and you're like damn well if that character can get through it maybe I can get through it another reason I watch soap operas is because if you guys know me y'all know I love writing so (laughs) I love watching writing on soap operas because sometimes it's just so ridiculous And then sometimes it's kind of amazing. And like I said, when I talked about Tyler Perry and how it inspired him and his writing, it inspires some of our favorite TV shows as well. Look at Scandal, Black Woman Sleeping with the President. Y'all think that's that's real life? Okay, you know, probably back in the day. But that is totally a soap opera. Um, How to Get Away with Murder. Those niggas should be in jail. Annalise Keating. She should be put under the jailhouse for all the shit she's had. All the bodies Bonnie got and she's not in jail. Come on, y'all. That is a soap opera. Greenleaf, total soap opera. Lady May and the Bishop. That is a, like how Lady May did not kill Bishop after this last mess he did all in season three. I'm not going to spoil it for y'all. But how they miraculously, you know, make up and then break up. That's total soap opera. These reality shows that we watch these storylines like love and hip-hop how jocelyn and stevie all that fighting they did and getting back together and her having a baby that's soap opera 
that's not exactly real life, but it's it has soap opera elements, especially the reality TV shows that are just downright bad. Like Housewives, they have soap opera elements, but it, it's just as horrible. I secretly think that um, Mariah off of Married to Medicine, I think this bitch thinks she's on The Young of the Restless because sometimes her lines, her rehearsed reads, as I call them, they sound soap opera. Like when she's telling Quad, why are you even on this show? You're not even married to medicine, my love. Like, who says that in real life? Come on, Mariah. Come on. You've been watching Young and the Restless. Come on. You can admit it, sis. But um, yeah, I like the writing. I like the dramatic elements of it. It's like watching a stage play. And um, a lot of people don't realize with these soap operas, they shoot one episode that you see for, what, an hour on your TV screen That day of shooting, they have probably shot five episodes in one day. Some actors in Hollywood who have started on soap operas will go on the record and say that soap operas were the hardest jobs they've ever had because you get pages and pages of scripts and it's so much dialogue that, you know, some people can't keep up. Some people go from movies to soap operas and they can't cut it, which I think is funny when um, we see some of these big stars now, like Michael b jordan he started on all my children chadwick boseman he was on all my children as well lamon rucker from greenleaf he was on as the world turns i believe john stamos you know uncle jesse mm-hmm. fine ass uncle jesse he was on general hospital demi moore was on general hospital like a lot of these actors started on soap operas the guy who plays um walt from breaking bad i think he was on all my children back in the day So a lot of these famous actors that you see in your favorite movies, especially your Marvel movies, they have started on soap operas. So it's fun to track somebody, somebody's career, especially Michael B. Jordan. Like when he was on All My Children, he used to be Reggie. Y'all, he had cornrows. Okay, he had he was not fine <laughs> like he is now. Like everybody's like, ooh, Michael B. Jordan. No, he used to be Reggie on All My Children with those little cornrows going straight from his forehead to the back of his neck. And he was not cute back then. So <laughs> I'm just putting it into perspective for y'all how soap operas, you know, they they train them. They train them for a glow up in all aspects. But in closing, if you've listened this entire episode, if you watch soap operas, if you watch Young and the Restless, please interact with me at k-dior on Instagram. Leave a comment on our On the Rocks Instagram page and, you know, have a discussion with us. We really be trying to talk to y'all through our Instagram page. We're already going to pick up some activity with that. Going to have a few things in store for our Instagram and in store for the podcast as well. Um, we're going to have more solo sessions with me and ash just talking gonna change a little bit of the format of the podcast and the reason we do this is for you guys literally ash and i will sit on the phone for hours talking about stuff and we'll be like dang we need to we need to say that on the podcast like we always really wonder how many other people have the share share the same opinion as we do and it'll be the silliest things to the most serious topics so Thank you guys for listening to me ramble about my love of soap operas. Like I said, interact, discuss with me. Maybe you watch General Hospital and you may think that's the best soap opera. Maybe you hate Victor Newman. I don't know. Maybe you get mad that I call Nikki a drunko. I don't know. We can all relate on something. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys next time. Bye.